Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Selena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and on Instagram. This week on the podcast, we are going to be talking all about the High Priestess Tarot card and how it connects to the Bible. But before we start talking about the High Priestess card, I just wanted to remind you that the Jesus Witch Podcast is on Patreon. All of our Patreon supporters got this episode a week early and ad-free, and on top of that, they got extended show notes pages for this episode along with a printable grimoire page about the High Priestess with all of the info on it that we are going to talk about here today. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter of the Jesus Witch Podcast, you can find the link for that in the show notes page along with all the other ways you could support the show and anything that's mentioned in this episode. So now let's jump in and talk about the High Priestess Tarot Guard. The High Priestess is the second card in the Major Arcana and it is associated with the Moon. Some of the positive basic meanings of the High Priestess card include inner knowing, your intuition, connecting with the Divine Feminine, trusting your gut, getting through difficult situations, and some of the basic negative connotations of this card are being passive-aggressive, silence, and withdrawal. When I do research for these episodes and learn more about how each card in the Major Arcana is connected to the Bible, I read from a book called Signs and Wonders, uh, Christian Tarot, and I've linked that book in the show notes page it's only six dollars on kindle you can only find it in like an ebook format but it's highly worth it i really really love this book and it talks about how the writer waite smith tarot deck and the imagery specifically can really correlate with things that are in both the hebrew bible and the christian bible I do have the Rider Waite Smith deck and I actually only use it for these episodes so that I can look at the tarot cards and the imagery on each of them so that I have it right in front of me as I describe it to you. But um, I have several other tarot decks and I pulled the High Priestess card from every single one of the tarot decks that I have and I want to describe each of them to you before we begin this episode so you get a fuller idea of what the High Priestess looks like not only in the Rider Waite Smith version but in many different versions as well. Now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you can choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, Spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, wheel of the year holiday, and zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get 
one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus Witch or Christian Witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch Podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch Podcast, and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon wishlist helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you can find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. And obviously this is an audio podcast. I'm going to do my best to describe the imagery, but I will say the name of each deck before I describe the card that I am describing so that if it sounds like an interesting one to you and you want to Google it and see exactly what it looks like, you can. 
I will also link all of the tarot decks that I have in the show notes page just in case one of them like you know sparks your fancy and you want to see the exact one that I have. I do have one deck that's not in print. It is called the Mythic Tarot and it's by Trisha Newell. It was printed in 1986 and this is actually my father-in-law's deck so I don't post pictures of these cards online. I used to and then my husband and I really started to use this deck in our own like practice as a couple so Spirit kind of said to me hey like this we're gonna keep private it's okay that you posted pictures in the past so don't feel guilty about that but from now on while we're using it as a family I'm gonna keep these cards private um, so that's the only deck that I have that you can't get your hands on I mean unless you want to find it on eBay I think they're like going for 200 bucks or something crazy like that so if you want to invest that much money to have this specific deck I think it's worth it it's a gorgeous deck but um that's the only one that I have that isn't in print because I got it from my father-in-law he was gifted it when it was in print obviously since we've hyped up the Mythic Tarot deck, I feel like I need to describe the High Priestess card from that deck first. So it is very similar to the Rider Wade Smith um, High Priestess card. I have that one in front of me as well because in the Rider Wade Smith, you see there's the two pillars and then there is the palm and um, pomegranate, like palm trees and pomegranate imagery within the background behind the High Priestess herself. And the High Priestess is wearing a white dress. Same thing with the high priestess here on the mythic tarot card there's two pillars next to her she's wearing a white dress um, instead of there being pomegranates behind her she's actually holding a pomegranate um, and there is like a staircase behind her it's a very like dark hallway that leads to this like light it looks like a light at the end of the tunnel and at the end of the tunnel where the door is there's like this beautiful looking like mountain range like hilly place with a waterfall and like it looks like a like a cornfield you know what I'm saying almost or like a nice little field that you want to go run through it looks very beautiful and in the high priestess's hand she's holding in one hand um in her left hand she's holding a pomegranate and then in her right hand she's holding some they look like white lilies to me and they're all like falling out of her hand and some of them are falling on the bottom of her dress and it's a very interesting imagery that's on this card I find this particular High Priestess card to be very interesting as well because the High Priestess on it is supposed to be Persephone. Persephone is a Greek goddess who is married to Hades. She's the daughter of Demeter. Um, she rules over springtime in Hellenic Hellenistic paganism. Um, and I also believe she's the goddess of the underworld in Hellenic Hellenistic paganism. But you could correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> about that I find it very interesting this whole deck this mythic tarot deck is very Hellenistic pagan like very Greek pagan there's uh, uh, depictions of Zeus on it um, Poseidon like all of the Greek gods Chiron is in that deck as well so I find it very interesting that it was given to my husband's father because they're not like Greek at all and he was never really into the Greek gods he was more into like the Norse pagan gods he has like Odin stuff in his home he also has a lot of Krampus stuff in his home it's very interesting um but you know I just I think it's an interesting deck and we use it with our family and it's really cool so the high priestess in this deck is based off of Persephone she's holding a pomegranate which is similar to the high priestess in the Rider Wade Smith the next high priestess card we're going to talk about is the one from the Lightseer's tarot deck the Lightseer's tarot deck was honestly the first tarot deck that I ever truly resonated with before that I had had several Rider Wade Smith decks that I really didn't quite understand how to read them if that makes sense but as soon as I got my hands on a lighter a light seer's tarot deck I 
I knew how to read the cards instantly because the way they look and the artwork on them and um, just the relatability of the cards and how you can like see different people in them and how like they're very inclusive. Um, it, it just made the cards more real to me and it looked more like the world that I see around me versus like the the Rider Wade Smith that doesn't look like the world that's around me but these cards do so I started to understand the meanings of the cards a little bit easier once I started to use the Lightseers deck so I highly recommend this deck for beginner tarot readers I think it's my favorite deck for beginner tarot readers so the High Priestess in the Lightseers tarot deck is extremely interesting to me she looks like she's like sitting there right with her eyes closed but if you look very closely at her eyes you will see the lining of her like eyeballs her irises so she's like has her eyes closed but she's still seeing which i think is a really good metaphor for intuition and you know trusting that inner knowing that that you have inside of you like the high priestess encourages you to do um she also looks like there's a gust of wind pulling her up if that looks makes sense like they're like pulling her knowledge up and there's like the card has a, a seafoam green blue background there are some runes at the top there's a manaz up there um and a couple of other ones that I can't identify yet because I'm just learning runes and I'm actually really proud of myself for recognizing the manaz but anyway um she has this like tunnel of light being pulled from her from her um her head from her crown and you know it's pink it looks like the galaxy it's, there's like a lot of stars and like cluster swirls in there and like the high priestess card in the rider wade smith at the foot of her feet on the rider wade smith there's a crescent moon but on the crown of the light seers high priestess on the crown of her head she has a moon which from the moon there are four dots and the third dot going up is like bursting with light which is interesting because like for me three is really important because you know the trinity comes in threes so um i do a lot of three magic in my practice so it's interesting to me that the third dot up is the one that's like super lit up um she's also wearing like a blue cloak like a blue like outfit with a lot of red jewels she looks like she has a cross on her um and then she has some earrings that kind of look like the pillars that are in the traditional the classic high priestess card but she doesn't have like the lettering like the b and the j like the um high priestess does in the rider wade smith she just has that and the one interesting thing too to note on um the pillar of light that's shooting up from her head there is like on one side it's black and on one side it's white right like a little wisps of the color and that is similar to the high priestess in the rider wade smith where her pillars one side the left side's black and the right side is white which is the same with the um light seers high priestess cards so that's like an interesting thing to note the next high priestess I have here is the one from the moon and stars tarot deck which this is the tarot deck I like to use during our new and full moon circles in the Jesus witch church as well as the tarot deck that I like to use with astro dice readings or with like astrology readings because you know it's like moon and star theme so I like to you know it's the aesthetics for me that's my Taurus Venus speaking right there but anyway this is like I feel like she's the most different high priestess because she's literally just sitting there on top of the world right she has like a bluish green um dress on she's holding the earth she has like the scroll in her hand which is similar to the rider wade smith uh high priestess who has a scroll in her hand then she's wearing a crown that has like the triple moon phase on it um and above her 
it looks like there's like the sun radiating out and there's like cosmos behind her it's a very simple and easy card um and at the bottom of each of the uh, moon and star tarot cards they have like a little keyword for the card itself so the high priestess's um keyword was inner voice which i find very like that's applicable to that card definitely it's just a very basic 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 card this is definitely i would say the moon and star tarot i would say that's a little bit more of like a um you know moderate tarot deck like it's a little bit more challenging to read than a light seers type of deck um but it's not as complicated as something as like i don't know the the cat tarot i would say is a really complicated tarot deck and speaking of the cat tarot let's talk about the high priestess from the cat tarot next i love the cat tarot deck because it's all kitty cats and it makes me so happy because i love kitty cats i am a cat mom of two sweet little boy kitty cats who are sitting here with me as i record this episode um and i use the cat tarot deck for inner child reading so if you ever get an inner child reading from me that's what i use it for um if i do a soul contract reading with a pet no matter what kind of pet it is i use the cat tarot deck for it just because like i see my pets in the cat tarot deck so like i can see your pets in the cat tarot deck if that makes sense and i also like to use my cat tarot on um, for birthday readings because I like to grab like one inner child card on your birthday and um, I love using the cat tarot for inner child so those are the things I use the cat tarot deck for but now let's talk about the high priestess card from the cat tarot deck so she's just a fluffy blackish kitty cat who has a little witchy hat on her head and she's sitting all nice and pretty with her puffy tail and she's super cute and she has a little necklace with a pentagram on it um on one side on her left side there's a potion bottle and a black curtain and like a little potion with like some sort of blue looking potion in it on her right side there is two candles and she's looking more towards her right side behind her is the imagery of the crescent moon with the star hanging from it it is a very 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 gorgeous card um but it honestly the reason why i find the cat tarot deck to be kind of difficult to read from it is because it doesn't tell you too much about the card like all i see from the high priestess card is like witchy right so like i would you know associate it with like spell work and like intuition that kind of stuff but i feel like if you haven't read tarot for a long time and you don't know that like the high priestess is with intuition and with like you know um trusting your magic and like all of that good stuff then i don't think you'd really put that together with the cat tarot deck as easy as you could with the light seers tarot deck or like the wandering star tarot deck um but that's just my opinion on this deck i absolutely love it though like i love the cat tarot deck but it is a little bit more of a challenging deck to read from let's talk about the wandering star tarot's high priestess because this is my current favorite tarot deck um i i am absolutely in love with this deck and the imagery on all of the cards is so beautiful it is not as like realistic and like reflective of the world around us as the light seers tarot deck is but i just find it to be like so mystical and the colors are beautiful and it just it mm, I, there's just something about this deck that really speaks to me and i also like that it has like keywords on each of the cards as well just like the um moon and stars tarot does but it's like more i feel like they're more applicable words and they're more in depth and it like really it's helped me in my readings to create a fuller picture of what the cards mean within the context of the reading because i just i again i just really love these cards i, I relate a lot to them i don't know necessarily why but they are just like mm, they're like my my go-to deck 
right now. So the High Priestess on this card, I find her to be absolutely gorgeous. She has this beautiful headpiece on her, on the top of her head, which has like flowers on it, has an eye, it has a star, um, and like herbs like pointing down from it. And behind the headpiece is this like very colorful wheel that just encompasses her head, which to me like signifies like intuition and creativity and like trusting our intuition as we move forward in our creative pursuits. Um, and on the rim of this like circle is where they have all the keywords for the card. So it says secrets, dreams, wisdom, inner voice, spirit, and spirit world on it. And I really like that this card says spirit world on it because I feel like it highlights an aspect of the High Priestess card that not a lot of the imagery of the other ones in my collection do, um, which is like that connecting to the beyond, right? In this High Priestess, she has a black background with like yellow looking circles that could be stars. I take them as stars. She has like um, flowers growing out of her shoulders, but then she has a snake like swirling up her arm and going near her throat. Um, and then she's also holding a sugar skull in her hand. She's holding a skull, which kind of like signifies the um, connection with spirit and the connection with the world that's beyond. And I feel like the snake is there specifically for the connection to the divine feminine, but not just the divine feminine, but more the dark divine feminine and accepting that like more mysterious aspects of yourself and of her. The next High Priestess card that I have is from the Everyday Witch Tarot deck. This is the tarot deck that I've been using with Lilith recently because she decided she wanted a more fancy tarot deck. So this is the one that I've got for her. So the High Priestess in this deck, um, in her background, she like has like um, a bunch of stacks of books. Like she's like a very well-read character. She's sitting in the front on a very tall chair at a table that's like, has some sort of like red cloth on top of it and she's reading tarot cards. There is a spread of five tarot cards in front of her. She's looking into a crystal ball that's glowing yellow and like swirling. She has a kitty cat, a black kitty cat with her and a sack of runes with all the runes pouring on the on the table. It's really pretty. Um, the way that this thing is drawn is a very beautiful depiction. And then she has the, instead of the two pillars, like the Rider Wade Smith, um high priestess card has she has two large candles next to her one is a black stem with a white candle and the other is a white stem with a black candle which is a play on that high priestess imagery um then the figure herself she's wearing like some sort of like i almost feel like it's a victorian era looking blouse um with like some crystals around her neck and then she has a really tall pointy witch hat which is definitely meant to represent the crown that is on the high priestess but this is a really cute little card i love this deck it's really cute for witchy it has a very witchy like halloween witchy aesthetic and i i like it you know it's not like an, a weird halloween witchy aesthetic it's a fun one so i recommend checking that tarot deck out if you're looking for a more like witchier deck the last High Priestess card that I have comes from the Erythral Visions Illuminated Tarot Deck. And this is actually my newest tarot deck and it's so gorgeous. I have literally been wanting this tarot deck since I first saw somebody use it on TikTok. 
it is so 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 pretty and when my mom and I went to Mystic this year with the kiddos um, I knew I was gonna get a tarot deck and one of the metaphysical shops that was there and I was really torn between this one and the crow tarot deck because if you follow me on TikTok you would know that I have invited Loki into my practice and he's associated with crows and I thought he would really like the energy of the crow tarot deck I wanted to get a deck specifically that he would vibe with and I could start my relationship with him um and I looked at the crow tarot I looked through every single card because they had like display decks which was really cool because most metaphysical shops that I've been to don't have that um so you were able to like literally look at every single card that was in there and um I just did not vibe with it but then I picked up the Aurethral Visions tarot deck and I looked at it I was like no I can't get this for Loki this is too light and then you know I looked around the shop and I just kept going back to it back to it back to it and I'm like all right you know what fine and it was kind of a lesson for me because like even though he's the god of chaos and supposed to be a quote-unquote darker god he wanted this lighter deck this is a deck that I have been wanting for years and years and years and I think not years and years and years <laughs> months and months and months <laughs> Oh, I'm going to leave that in so you guys can hear all of that goodness, but I've been wanting this deck for months, and instead of picking one that more aligned with, like, his aesthetic, he picked one that he knew would feed me and make me really happy, and I think that's a really good foundation for our relationship, and I, I appreciate that. So, anyway, um... I appreciated his consideration in my taste when picking a tarot deck. And if you haven't seen the TikTok where I talk about why I started working with Loki, I linked that in the show notes page as well. And like towards season four, season five of this podcast, I will be doing an updated, updated practice episode and talking more about him and my relationship with him. I just want to like, you know, do more stuff with him first before I obviously make a whole podcast episode around it because right now it would be about the same length as that TikTok video. So anyway, <laughs> let's talk about this High Priestess card. So I like this tarot deck and I don't know if they make one that doesn't have the gold foil, but I like this one because it has a lot of gold foil and it makes the card super shiny. So like the border of the High Priestess is gold her crown which is like a triple moon phase just like the full moon and then the two crescents on each side that's gold her background like behind her is gold and then the book that she's holding is gold and I love that the book that she's holding is gold because one for me that simplifies that knowledge is wisdom knowledge is power knowledge is golden right but then the book and then her crown which is at the top of her head for me the combination of the two of those being gold signifies how knowledge is golden but trusting your intuition is also golden as well and it's kind of the combination of using the external knowledge the external forces the things that are around you as well as knowing your inner knowing to make a decision and to move forward that's like a really beautiful thing that I get from this deck I would say that this this deck just and this card specifically are a little bit more on like the harder side of tarot decks to read because there's not much imagery there's a lot of flowers behind her in like a ring um she's wearing a like blue cloak that gets darker at the top um and has a moon on it she's just a very like beautiful yet stoic looking character but there's not too much to go off of here other than like 
you know the gold where the gold accenting is for me so that's really the gist of this high priestess deck but it, yeah it's like an absolutely gorgeous 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 card gorgeous 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 deck and like if you have been reading tarot for a while and want a more la fancy schmancy deck i definitely recommend the urethral visions deck it's gorgeous so the final tarot card i have in front of me is the star of our episode the rider Waite smith high priestess card and this is the deck that the book again the book science and wonders christian tarot is based off of um so let me describe the card for you so that when we go through all of these like things that i have written down from the book you kind of understand what i'm saying and also if you don't know what this particular tarot card looks like this is probably the only one that i would say google if you haven't googled like the other ones definitely google what this specific high priestess card looks like so you understand the imagery as we talk through it Firstly, the background of the card is blue, and then there are two pillars, one that's on the left that is black, and it has a white B on it. The other one that's on the right that is white that has a black J on it. Then behind, um, or right next to the pillars in between, there's obviously the image of the high priestess. She is wearing a white gown, white garment that has a cross on her chest, where she's covered by this like blue cloak as well and at her feet is the a crescent moon she's holding in her hands the torah a scroll um, but it has the words t-o-r-a on it which is so, supposed to be the torah um, and we'll go more into that as we talk and then behind her she has a bunch of like palm trees and pomegranates and um like tree and fruit symbolism which if you're in the jesus witch church which is our free discord community and you've been reading the book when god had a wife with us you would know the significance of palm trees and pomegranates when it comes to the goddess Ashra and specifically quidesh and we'll talk more about these like links later but um just very interesting that that imagery that's associated with Ashra, who Ashra is associated with being the Abrahamic divine feminine with the goddess of, you know, Abraham kind of thing, that it's in the tarot cards as well. Super interesting. But anyway, according to the book Signs and Wonders, the Bible verse that is associated with the high priestess is Isaiah 66, 13, which says, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you and I and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. The high priestess is known to be the feminine version of the energy that is presented in the magician. The magician evaluates the facts to take intuition-based action, where the high priestess uses her inward raw intuition and emotion to create and manifest. And a quote from the book, it says, the magician is the spark, the impulse, the seed, the soul. The high priestess is the form giver, the body, the soil. The magician is the positive pole, on the battery sending out energy out and the high priestess is the negative pole on the battery taking energy in so if you remember when we did the fool episode we talked about how the fool was like infinite potential was god before he created right the magician was where god was getting ready to create the high priestess is where god really starts to manifest and where he truly starts to create our world into existence. At the end of that blurb, the book says, for every giver, there must be a recipient or there can no, be no gift. For every speaker, there must be a listener or there can be no speech. Then the book follows this by saying, this is a deep and profound mystery understood by far too few people on this earth. This is the essence of the Christian revelation of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Subject, object, relationship. The father is the subject, the object of his love is the son, and the relationship between them is the spirit. This triunal relationship 
is in every single thing we have experienced. The Trinity is the only reality. The hearer is the son, the speaker is the father, and the speech or the word is the spirit. We have here the magician who is the speaker and the high priestess who is the listener. The relationship between them and what they are sending between themselves is of course the energy of the fool. Yet notice how they are all one. The magician plus the high priestess create no less of God than the fool does. That whole blurb is very interesting to me because it's dividing the first three cards of the tarot deck, the fool, the magician, and the high priestess into the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's showing us how these three cards work together in order to form a trinity, the trinity of creation, the trinity of beginning. And even if you don't believe in a literal trinity anymore because of your deconstruction like I do, I don't believe in the three-in-one God necessarily, but I do believe in the concept of the trinity where there's the balance between the Father, the Son, which is us, which is Jesus, right? Then the Holy Spirit, which is the divine feminine. And that's really what we're seeing within the first three cards of the tarot deck and how they are represented through their relationship together and how they're pointed to through scripture. And this whole aspect of the Divine Feminine being the one that was there for creation, being the energy that pushed creation into existence, is really reflected in the book When God Had a Wife, specifically in Chapter 5. In Chapter 5 of the book, it starts to dissect some of the Proverbs and talks about how there's like the reflection of wisdom in a Divine Feminine within the creation story and within the Bible. I'm just going to read like a very quick, like excerpt from the book which is an excerpt from proverbs but it says the lord possessed me at the beginning of his work the first acts of old ages ago i was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth where there were no depths i was brought forth when there were no springs abounding with water before the mountains had been shaped before the hills i was brought forth before he had made the earth with its fields or the first of the dust of the world this is personally one of my favorite Bible verses because it shows the appearance of wisdom during the creation of the world. And wisdom obviously uses she, her pronouns. Wisdom is the Christian divine feminine. However, in this book, it also goes on to talk about how the word the, or the phrasing, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his works could also mean like acquired, conceived, formed, or created by God. So there are a couple of different conclusions that scholars have come to based on this language. But one, they think that either the wisdom, the spirit of the Lord, the divine feminine aspect of the Lord was created first. The direct quote from the book, When God Had a Wife, it says, but alter the alternative acquired or possessed would mean that the goddess already existed at the time of creation and was therefore co-eternal with God. Another way that you could translate the word possessed in this particular verse is more of like a child, which that makes a little bit of sense to me because in God, when God had a wife, we learned about another uh, facet of Asherah named Kodesh, who she was a little bit more of a promiscuous goddess, but she was also the daughter of Asherah and El. But what really relates back to the idea of the high priestess card um, being like the way that the fool and the magician actually created informed is the assumption that God created wisdom before he created the world in order to be like a stewardess 
of his manifestation and of his energy. I personally believe that both the Divine Masculine and the Divine Feminine were created at the same time, but it does make sense to me that God, the Divine Masculine, would use the Divine Feminine energy in order to like create his physical manifestations. So another point that's brought up in the book Signs and Wonders Christian Tarot is um, that God the Mother gives form to all beings. She carries out what God the Father initiates, what the magician conceives, God the Mother ultimately gives birth too. The two of them are internally embraced, eternally begetting, eternally one. So the way I take this is that the high priestess is meant to be where all thought of creation, the action of creation, and the intuition behind creation all become one and marry. And we all experience those things because in our lives we all create. No matter what we're creating, we do create. So we do experience all these phases, the fool energy, the magician energy, and the high priestess energy, the father energy, the son energy, and the Holy Spirit energy in our lives every single day, no matter what we're doing. And that made that kind of concept really real to me. Um, and how the high priestess is a lot about like creating intuitively and bringing like the things that you intuitively know need to be manifested to fruition. So now before we get into like the symbolism of everything that is drawn on the High Priestess card, I just want to mention a really interesting point that the book, the, the Signs and Wonders Tarot book brings up, and that for Christians, Jesus seems to be their divine feminine, right? So Catholics have Mother Mary, um, Orthodox Catholics, some of them have Sophia. Like there are definitely more divine feminine elements within Catholicism than there are within Christianity. Um, and I remember specifically when I was in the ICOC, they would talk all the time about how Jesus thought like a woman, how the way he processed things, the way that he communicated, the way that he like spoke to others was very feminine. So it makes sense that like for Christians and evangelicals, Jesus is their quote unquote divine feminine. God the mother is Jesus. Who is there as gentle as Jesus, meek or mild, to take care of us and wash away our tears? Surely you have seen paintings of Jesus where, so where he is very soft and almost feminine. Which like the paintings of Jesus looking feminine, that's a whole conversation for another day because there's a very, very queer reason <laughs> for that. But like, I get the point, right? For Christians, Jesus is very much seen as a divine feminine. So maybe for you, the high priestess card is like the card that you associate with Jesus. I personally don't. I personally associate Jesus with the fool card and honestly, even with the magician card. For me, when I pull the high priestess in like a reading and I'm specifically trying to identify a deity, I see it more as Lilith or as a dark divine feminine. Um, but it's very interesting to see how Jesus can reflect himself in all of these different forms and how like you can see him as a more masculine figure like in the magician or you can see him as a more feminine figure like in the high priestess. So now that we know a little bit more about the card in general and how it relates to the Bible, let's talk about the imagery and how that relates to the Bible as well. So I'm going to read from the book to tell you a little bit more about the imagery. But what it says here is in the high priestess, we see God's energy becoming ever more dense. The first moment of creation, God said, let there be light. The saying was an impulse. That impulse played itself out within the universe of God's mind and energy and light came out. God's spiritual impulse was given form through God the mother and became the light. 
As a result, we see God the Mother is also represented with light. This is why the moon is present on the High Priestess card. The mystery of light is represented through the moon on the High Priestess card. The moon also moves in cycles and changes, which reminds us of the duality of life, how the dark cannot exist without the light, and trusting our intuition as we go with the flow. I also find it interesting on the High Priestess card how the moon is the one representing the light, especially because in modern like witchery, we more associate the sun with a masculine, a divine masculine, and the moon with a divine feminine. So it's interesting to see how people before like this modern witchy time also had um, similar views with the moon being associated with the divine feminine, and then I'm assuming the sun being associated with the divine masculine as well. So if you look at the Rider Wade Smith high priestess card she is holding a scroll on it which has the letters t-o-r-a here's a little bit of what the book says about these words in the high priestess card she is holding a scroll that says torah the fact that the high priestess is holding a torah scroll tells us that only through properly understanding god the mother we can come to a true comprehension of the torah there is actually a lot of interesting revelations about the Torah and specifically the letters involved with it in this chapter and I've included those quotes in the show notes page for my Patreon supporters. So finally the last piece of symbolism on the High Priestess card that I want to address is the two pillars that she's sitting next to. On her left there's a black pillar with the letter B on it and on her right there's a white pillar with the letter J. Here's what Signs and Wonders has to say about those two pillars. She sits between two pillars, black B and a white J. These represent duality, which we've already discussed. For every positive, there's a negative. For every up, there's a down. For every left, there's a right. This is the world of pairs and opposites. This is the dynamic tension that creates all that exists. But what do the B and the J stand for? Blessings and judgment. These are the two pillars of the temple. God blesses us and gives us discernment, which is judgment, aka our intuition or our wisdom. So that's the gist of how the High Priestess card connects to the Bible. If you want the extended notes on this episode and get more excerpts from Signs and Wonders about the High Priestess card, you can click the link that's in the show notes page for my Patreon and all Patreon tier supporters get that information. Also, all of my Patreons are getting a printable grimoire page about the High Priestess with a bunch of the information that was talked about in here right on it so you can print it out and put it in your spell book and have all of that Christian tarot specific information about the High Priestess right there. But thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to us on your favorite podcasting app already, please do so. And if you love the show and want it to keep going, please rate and review us on the podcasting app that you're listening to us on. Giving the show a positive review helps us because it helps the show get boosted to more people. And if you want to support the show even further, there will be other ways to do so listed in the show notes page. So now it's the best part of the episode. It's time to do our verse of the day, day, day. And today I picked Ephesians 3.20, which says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think. I wanted to share this verse today because we were talking all about creating and manifesting and it's a really good reminder that God always is there to help us create, always is there to help us manifest and he will do things that we can't even think of doing in our manifestation. So it's a really like interesting little verse that I wanted to share with you. Thank you so much again for listening to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast and I will see you next week. Bye. Scotty, you want to say bye?
say bye. Bye. <laughs>